Hi, my name is Tara, and I want to welcome you to The View from Israel podcast. The View from Israel was born on the Black Sabbath of October 7, 2023, from the need to present valid and confirmed information to the public. Our social media hashtag is View from Israel. Our podcast is available in all major podcast directories. Our free newsletter is on Substack and comes out approximately five times a week. We are not associated with any political movement or outside institution or company. Our entire budget comes from advertisements in our podcasts and newsletters, videos, memberships, and donations. At The View from Israel, we believe silence is no longer an option. We are guided by one primary principle. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Now, let us go to our podcast episode. I have written about this subject before, in an article entitled, Defund the International Red Cross Now. But it is a subject that truly drives me, and the rest of Israel bonkers. We are stupefied by the International Red Cross, known as the IRC, their hypocrisy, lying, false narrative, and severe hatred of Israel, or Jews, I honestly do not know what term to pick here anymore. On the other hand, we are not surprised by it. Not in the least which is a deplorable state of affairs. When I wrote the first article, I was just plain angry. Well, to be honest, I was filled with rage. But today, I want to put things in perspective for my readers. As of today, the end of the year 2023, on December 31, 2023, the 86th day of this war, 110 hostages have been released from Hamas hands. 109 of those were returned through a hostage exchange, which went from November 24th to November 30th. The one other, Ori Megadish, was rescued by the IDF. Additionally, 11 bodies have been recovered, including three men, who were mistakenly shot by the Israeli military in an incident that threw the entire country into mourning and mayhem. How many hostages remain? Well, that is a problem no one really knows. The best number anyone or any press can give is 130 plus. You see, because the International Red Cross has not done a thing, and because Hamas dragged civilians out of their beds from a peace concert, or just off the road, it is impossible to really know. For example, let us take the Bibis family. It's been 86 days since 11-month-old Kafir, 4-year-old Ariel, and their parents, Shiriel and Yarden Bibis, were abducted from kibbutz Niraz by Hamas terrorists during the October 7th terror attack. Who takes a 10-month-old baby and a 4-year-old as hostages? Who takes an entire civilian family as hostages? What thought process goes through an organization or individual that decides to do such a thing? Here is the problem. Hamas issued an unverified claim that the mother and children were killed in an Israeli bombardment and offered to return three corpses to Israel in the sixth round of hostage releases, but it was unclear whose remains Hamas was referring to. A day later, Hamas posted a propaganda video appearing to show Yarden Bibis alive, saying that the bodies Hamas offered to Israel were his family's and asking that they be returned for burial. The family has said that Yarden was taken to Gaza separately from his wife and sons. A cousin, Jimmy Miller, cited a video 
showing Yarden being abducted by motorbike and beaten en route. So what is it? Are they alive, or are they dead? Well, one would think the International Red Cross would find out. After all, that is what they are for. Correct? Yet, the International Red Cross did absolutely nothing. So, let us delve a bit deeper into the International Red Cross and its hypocrisy. We will do this by looking at the International Red Cross statements themselves. But first, let us paint the picture. Let me give you two examples of exactly what is happening. It will only help to understand the situation. We will call this a tale of two hostages. Two of the hostages that were released on November 26th were four-year-old Abigail Idan, yes, another four-year-old, and 84-year-old Alma Abraham. And again, I ask, who takes a four-year-old as hostage? What thought process goes through an organization or individual that decides to do such a thing? This is the story of Abigail Idan. Four-year-old Abigail Idan was taken captive by Hamas terrorists on October 7th, when she was hiding in her neighbor's home, the Brodach family, in Kibbutz Kifar Aza. Abigail's father, Roydan, was a Wynette photographer who had run outside early Saturday morning to capture the first images of Hamas terrorists on hang gliders in the skies over the kibbutz. As he realized the extent of what was taking place, Idan ran home, where terrorists had already entered his home and killed his wife, Smadar. The couple's three children, Michael, Amalia, and Abigail, went outside to their father, but as terrorists approached, Michael and Amalia ran back inside the house, while Abigail ran to the neighbors. Idan was shot and badly hurt by the Hamas gunman, later dying of his injuries. Michael and Amalia, ages 9 and 6, hid for the next 14 hours in a closet in their house, speaking to an Israeli emergency personnel dispatcher who kept in touch with Michael on the phone, telling him to lock the door and not let anyone in until good people came. Abigail, then three, hid with the neighbors Hagar, 40, Afri, 10, Yuval, 9, and Oria Brodach, 4, in their sealed room, while husband and father, Avihai Brodach, went back out to fight the terrorists. When he came home later, his wife, children, and Abigail were missing. Idan's brother, Amit, had been calling his family all day, trying to figure out what was happening. When Amalia finally answered, she told him, the terrorists killed mom and dad, but don't worry, the army is on the way. Michael and Amalia are with their aunt and uncle, and have had no word of Abigail, who, like her siblings and mother, is a United States citizen. Abigail turned four on November 24th, while held captive in Gaza. Now let us turn to 84-year-old Alma Abraham, our second hostage in the story. And again I ask, who takes an 84-year-old as hostage? What thought process goes through an organization or individual that decides to do such a thing? This is the story of Alma Abraham. Alma Abraham, 84 years old, was kidnapped in Kibbutz Nahal Oz. Her son Yuri Raywitz last spoke to his mother at 10.20 a.m.m. on October 7th, when he heard screams outside his house. He had been on the phone with her all morning, after she woke up to sirens of rocket attacks across the country. 
He lives in Tel Aviv, and saw five missed calls from his 84-year-old mother. Alma Abraham was alone in her safe room, but couldn't close the door, because it was too heavy for her. Now to Alma Abraham's return. The first thing we heard about Alma Abraham's condition was from the press, when this statement came out. The life of one of the hostages, released by Hamas, Alma Abraham, is at risk. The International Red Cross had to try to cover their ass immediately. The following is their excuse, and I quote, We told the family, as we have responded to other families, requesting to transfer medications, that at this point, we cannot deliver medications to Israeli hostages, despite our requests to provide them with treatment, our request has not been answered. We had no option, until the moment we met 84-year-old Oma, during the captive release phase, to provide medical treatment. The Red Cross has called, and continues to call on Hamas to release all the hostages, allow access to medical treatment, and provide them with a communication channel, with their families. We have made this call on various platforms, and opportunities, repeatedly, and will continue to do so. The president of the International Committee of the Red Cross even met with Hamas leader Ismail Haniyeh in Qatar and requested these things. We understand that there is an expectation from the families to leave their medications in Gaza. However, as long as there is no entity willing to accept these medications, we will not take on that task. Let me understand this statement. The International Red Cross, who has access to every civilian in Gaza, who can count the amount of wounded and dead, cannot get to the hostages for medical treatment? Though the International Red Cross has to go begging in Qatar to visit the very people they were created to help save? My ability to believe such idiocies stretches only so far. That is a huge amount of bullshit to sling at once. Meanwhile, Soroka Medical Center reported that there has been an improvement in Elma's condition. The hospital stated that Elma, who was abducted from Kibbutz Nahal Az on October 7th, is conscious and breathing on her own. The hospital also reported that, for over a day, she was in a severe state of unconsciousness, ventilated, and received support for her compromised bodily systems. A four-year-old and an 84-years-old. Civilians. A young child and an elderly woman. One returned in life-threatening condition. Why? The answer is in front of you. The International Red Cross did absolutely nothing. The International Red Cross speaks for itself. Let us take a look at their website, shall we? The simple about page. The work of the International Committee of the Red Cross is based on the Geneva Conventions of 1949, their additional protocols, its statutes. Those of the International Red Cross and Red Crescent Movement and the resolutions of the International Conferences of the Red Cross and Red Crescent. The International Committee of the Red Cross is an independent, neutral organization, ensuring humanitarian protection and assistance for victims of war and armed violence. It takes action in response to emergencies and promotes respect for international humanitarian law and its implementation in national law. The International Committee of the Red Cross Mission Statement reads as follows. The International Committee of the Red Cross is an impartial, neutral and independent organization whose exclusively humanitarian mission is to protect the lives and dignity of victims of armed conflict 
and other situations of violence, and to provide them with assistance. The International Committee of the Red Cross also endeavors to prevent suffering by promoting and strengthening humanitarian law and universal humanitarian principles. This bears repeating. To protect the lives and dignity of victims of armed conflict and violence, and to provide them with assistance. Such a lofty goal. Those are such beautiful words. Too bad they are a lie when it comes to Israel and Jews. Too bad the International Red Cross has never done a thing for Jews since and during the Holocaust. The Holocaust was not a shining example for an organization who lists Albert Einstein as their founding father. The following appeared in the world press. In an article entitled, Red Cross Chief Slams His Own Group's World War II Record. And I quote, Peter Maurer says humanitarian organization lost its moral compass during Holocaust, warns no guarantee such catastrophe could not recur. The president of the International Committee of the Red Cross attacked his organization's World War II record, saying it lost its moral compass. Peter Maurer, presenting the keynote address Tuesday at a Geneva commemoration of the 70th anniversary of the liberation of Nazi death camps, said the International Committee of the Red Cross failed to protect civilians, and most notably, the Jews persecuted and murdered by the Nazi regime. Maurer said his group failed as a humanitarian organization because it lost its moral compass. So, as you can see, we have a history with the International Red Cross. There is a pattern here. And worse, it did, and is, at this very moment, happening again, just like Maurer warned it would. But let us dig a bit deeper. On the International Committee of the Red Cross website, we can read the following. Again, I quote, Israel and the Occupied Territories In Israel and the Occupied Territories, the International Committee of the Red Cross strives to bring about a difference in people's lives through its activities and programs. We act as neutral intermediary, strive to maintain family contacts, and reunite families, support livelihood projects, and help improve access to the essential services, like water and electricity. Above all, we stand up for people and promote their rights and dignity. Since the dramatic escalation of the conflict on October 7, 2023, we are sparing no effort to attenuate on both sides the humanitarian consequences of an unprecedented crisis. We are calling for safe and sustained humanitarian access and remind all parties that international humanitarian law protects civilians, medical facilities, and humanitarian personnel. We have been present in Israel and the occupied territories since 1967 and work with the Palestine Red Crescent Society and Magen David Edom in Israel. The International Committee of the Red Cross has offices in Tel Aviv, the West Bank, and Gaza. Such goes the public relations blurb. I will not even comment on the term occupied territories. That is a political statement, in and of itself, that is loaded with negative connotations towards Israel. Not a word about the hostages. The whole blurb tells us how the International Committee of the Red Cross works to protect civilians. Yet not one word about the hostages. Why? Simple. 
The International Red Cross did absolutely nothing. Let us move on. The International Committee of the Red Cross also runs Rescue.org, so anything on that website comes directly from the International Committee of the Red Cross, and they tell you this. They exhort their visitors to learn more at Rescue.org. On Rescue.org, we find the following. The International Red Cross initiates a response to the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. The International Red Cross will respond to the rapidly deteriorating situation in Gaza, where millions are in desperate need of humanitarian assistance. The International Red Cross is calling for a humanitarian ceasefire to pave the way for addressing pressing humanitarian and protection needs. With 95% of residents lacking access to safe water and 64% of primary health facilities in Gaza shut, the International Red Cross is warning of an imminent infectious disease outbreak. In Gaza, more than 2 million Palestinian civilians are facing peril and disaster every day. The Secretary General of the United Nations calls this a humanitarian catastrophe. Following the work of International Red Cross assessment teams on the ground and commencement of aid flows from Egypt to Gaza, the International Red Cross is initiating a response to the humanitarian crisis arising from the current conflict. Maybe I missed it. Do you hear one word about the hostages there? Now to the International Committee of the Red Cross and the International Red Cross press release of December 22, 2023. Again, I quote, The International Rescue Committee welcomes the demands for immediate, safe, and unhindered humanitarian access through all available routes to Palestinians throughout Gaza for international humanitarian law to be upheld and for the unconditional release of hostages contained in United Nations Resolution 2720. These are prerequisites for relief of the humanitarian suffering. However, with more than 20,000 Palestinians killed and the latest food insecurity numbers showing an unprecedented threat of starvation in Gaza, much more is clearly needed. The foundation of United Nations action should be the United Nations Charter and international law. The conflict is a clear threat to regional peace and security, and civilian rights under international law are being woefully disregarded. We reiterate that the only way fully to protect Palestinian lives, enable a sufficient humanitarian response, and offer the best chance of hostage release is to stop the fighting. From a humanitarian point of view, the failure of the United Nations to demand an immediate and sustained ceasefire is unjustifiable. This is what the International Red Cross offers. A statement telling the world what the best chance for hostage release will be. How would they know? They have never visited the hostages. The International Red Cross had done absolutely nothing. Let me get this right. The International Red Cross is set up to and I quote again, to protect the lives and dignity of victims of armed conflict and violence, and to provide them with assistance. That is what they claim. Yet 86 days into this war, 86 days since these hostages have been taken, and the facts speak for themselves. The International Red Cross has never visited any of the hostages. The International Red Cross 
has not offered any report on the health of the hostages. The International Red Cross has not given out a simple list of those who are being held hostage in Gaza. The International Red Cross refused, actually refused, to take medicine paid for in Israel to those who were sick and wounded, telling the families that it was simply not possible. The International Red Cross attempted to defend their silence by showing multiple ambulances moving Hamas members. So, these are the choices we are left with. 1. The International Red Cross is a totally ineffective bunch of bumbling fools who do not deserve one dollar as they cannot accomplish their goals in any way. 2. The International Red Cross is the face of evil and all those working for it are just there to line their pockets. 3. The International Red Cross is politically motivated and will not do a thing for Israelis or Jews. They will work for Palestinians, Gazans, Ukrainians, and all the rest. But the moment it comes to Israel, they will not lift a finger. Not even to bring medicine to an 84-year-old woman and the rest of the wounded and elderly held by Hamas. Not visiting the hostages, not giving Israel a list of the hostages, not checking on their status, and not helping in any way. The only thing they will do is call for an end to fighting, which they well know will allow their Hamas masters to disappear into the tunnels. Or pick choice number four, which is choices one, two, and three combined. What is astounding is that Israel is not the only country claiming the International Red Cross is a totally useless organization. The administration in the United States has repeatedly said this. Every government head, whether they be for or against Israel's continued attack on Hamas, has been in shock at the inability of the International Red Cross to do anything. Unfortunately, the International Red Cross will not change. Every single person who works for the International Red Cross in Gaza is hired with the approval of Hamas. Don't believe me? Just look at the total collapse of Gaza now. 200 trucks are driven daily, with humanitarian aid meant for the International Red Cross. Where do the food and medical supplies end up? In the hands of Hamas. Who drives Hamas members around? The International Red Cross, of course. Who only came into the picture when the television cameras were out? The International Red Cross. Suddenly, they appeared like magic when the hostages were released. Not a moment beforehand. So, these are the lessons learned. If you are one of those surprised and puzzled at Israel's stance on Hamas, then don't burn too much brain fuel. It is simple. When a country cannot get the International Red Cross to visit hostages taken, mind you, by the very people the International Red Cross serves. Give Israel a list of the hostages. Deliver medicine to hostages. Tell Israel who is alive, who is wounded, and who is dead. Stop Hamas from killing more hostages. Help the hostages. Then do not expect that country, namely Israel, to honor anything the International Red Cross wants. I will answer the International Red Cross in the same way. The American General McAuliffe answered the Nazis when they asked his troops to surrender during the Battle of the Bulge. To the German commander. Nuts. 
That was his entire answer. Nuts. And that, due to various rules of the social networks, is all I can say. Nuts to you International Red Cross. And in the same vein, that is what we must say to the International Red Cross. We do not expect you to change, International Red Cross. We do not expect you to help. We do not expect any empathy from you. Do you not think something is terribly wrong with this picture? Do you not think that when you accuse Israel of attacking the poor Hamas terrorists, despite what has occurred, will you not stop for one moment and ask yourselves, what the hell is going on here? Can anyone actually defend the International Red Cross? Is this not the picture of a completely corrupt, duplicitous, hypocrisy-ruled organization? In the end, maybe this whole effort at exposing them is just blowing in the wind. I know nothing will change. So does all of Israel. So why even write this? Perhaps the answer lies in the overused quote attributed to Edmund Burke that I use for the view from Israel. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. In the Talmud, a similar statement exists. Stand up and be that person in a place where no such person exists. I guess, blowing in the wind, all boils down to the simple statement. Silence is not an option. Thank you for listening. Our podcast is available in all major podcast directories, on Substack, and on our website, viewfromisrael.com. You can listen to it in your favorite podcast app and on our YouTube channel. Please do not forget to share, like, comment, and subscribe in your favorite podcast app. Our newsletter is on Substack and comes out approximately five times a week. Use the links in our profile here or go to substack.com and search for The View from Israel. It is totally free. There is no paywall. All one-time or continuing monthly donations are greatly appreciated. Links to our donation page are in Substack, in our newsletters, and in the podcast episode directories. If you wish to advertise with us in our podcast or our newsletter, please contact us at advertise at viewfromisrael.com. Please take note. We are not associated with any political movement or outside institution or company. Our entire budget comes from advertisements in our podcasts and videos, newsletters, memberships, and donations. At The View from Israel, we believe that silence is no longer an option. We are guided by one primary principle. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. I hope you have a wonderful day.